Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Hello, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad that uh, we read the end of the story and God wins? Aren't you glad that you're on Team Jesus, and we already know that Jesus wins? You know, it's Jesus hasn't been caught off guard, and Jesus isn't surprised by the season that we're in. Can I get an amen to that? Listen, I was just stirred. We were just praying as a team uh, before the service. I just stirred with this declaration of reality. Listen, the coronavirus is not going to win. Coronavirus does not win. This pandemic does not win. This season two will pass, and Jesus will still be on the throne. His church and his kingdom will still be expanding. His bride will be becoming more beautiful, and he still wins in the end. Come on, somebody. Jesus is on the throne. And Jesus is doing miracles. Jesus is winning souls. Jesus is on the throne. Come on. Thank you, Father. The kingdom of heaven is expanding. And I want to talk about... I want to talk about capturing the perspective of heaven tonight as, as we are in this expanding victory, this expanding story where we know Jesus wins in the end and we know that he is releasing upgrades from heaven right now for all of those who have ears to hear. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I believe that we've got a real full-blown revival at hand. I mean, we are walking revivals, amen? And I love Bill Johnson's quote, I don't know about you, but in this three-foot circle is revival. Listen, it doesn't matter what's happening on the news. It doesn't matter what's happening downtown. It doesn't matter what's happening with anyone else. In this three-foot circle, there's revival. Come on, and we all should be able to say that, right? In this three-foot circle is revival. If you come into this circle, you're bound to have an encounter with Jesus. You're bound to get here. You're going to hear the gospel. You're going to get saved. Listen, in this three-foot circle is revival. Come on. And if we all, if you get 200, 300, 600, 2,000 people who all can say that, you got revival at hand. So you are a walking revival. But we also have some exciting stuff happening. You know, there was a, there was a prophetic word uh, given a few months ago that, that exactly seven months from that date that there, that there was a move of God that was going to crash in. You know, that word happens to fall on our two-year birthday, the exact weekend of our two-year birthday. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Listen, <laughs> And, and on that weekend, Danny Silk happens to be in town with us. But listen, the very next weekend, Bill Johnson is going to be in town with us. He should be more excited than that. Listen, we got, we got Papa Bill, 
Finally, we got him coming. He's gonna just—he's just gonna do our Saturday night service. But we're actually looking at renting the uh, outdoor auditorium at, at Life, uh, Life, Life Austin, and just having a whole bunch of people just get to hear, just sit under the anointing of that man. And listen, we have this prophetic word, but I don't believe prophetic words are just meant to, that we're just meant to sit and watch the clock tick and see if the word comes to pass. I believe that prophetic words are revelations into the promises that God has made available, into the invitations that God has made available, but we still have to pick up the invitation. We still have to run with it. We have to hear the promise and run with it. Come on, thank you, Jesus. The prophetic word is like a treasure map. But if I hand you a treasure map, like a genuine, true treasure map, where X marks the spot, when I hand you the map, you're still not rich if you don't go and dig up the treasure. Come on, anybody want to go get some treasure with me? I'm after Jesus I'm after revival, I'm after God just showing up and blowing up and transforming everything around us to look like his glory. Wow, thank you, Jesus. I'm excited to be alive. <laughs> and I, but I believe something beautiful, I believe something beautiful is happening right now. I believe something beautiful is coming, but it's, it's our job to, to press in and apprehend that promise, Amen. Jesus is already victorious. The kingdom of heaven is already at hand. We're not trying to convince him to do something that was already his idea. But we are learning. We are, we're training ourselves how to partner more fully with what he's already provided. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like we should just pray for a revival right now. Just put your, just put your hands out and... Oh, Holy Spirit, just tell him, I just surrender to your presence. I surrender to revival. I res- surrender to your anointing. I surrender to your grace. Father, we just thank you for rivers of fire, God, just flowing over us, over this house, Father, over our city. Father, we thank you for your unction and your anointing and your passion, God, and your presence, God. Come, I feel like there's some people in this room who just need a refresh and a reset. Whoa. Whoa, ha, ha. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on. You, some people just need a refresh and a reset. Come, Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're uh, near someone that you came with, if you're, allow- if you're allowed to touch the person next to you, just put your hand on them. <laughs> And just release a refresh. Come on. Why don't you just stand to your feet? Why don't you just, come on, just stand up all over this place. And and if if you're allowed to touch the person next to you, just lay hands on them and just release a refresh and a reset. A refresh and a reset. Come on, I'm not going to stop. A refresh and a reset. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. 
a refresh. Come on. Father, we just thank you for your spirit just blowing in this place. Whoa. We just thank you for a resetting, Father, to the unction, a resetting to the anointing, a resetting to the joy, Father, a resetting to your wind, a resetting to your breeze, a resetting, Father. Whoa. 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 Fire. Whoa. The unction of heaven, Father, in Jesus' name. Somebody just say more. Whoa. I just have a little bit more. Whoa. I just have a little bit more in Jesus' name. Whoa. A little bit more in Jesus' name. Refresh. Whoa. And reset, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Wow. Thank you. You know, you cannot overdose on the goodness of God, but you have permission to try. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Just take another drink, but this time you're not just drinking for yourself. You're drinking for others who need a refresh. And, and, And come on. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you're drinking for others who need a refresh and a reset. Thank you, Father, for filling us with your grace and your goodness, Father. Yeah, we just say fire, God. Fire. Woo, yeah. (laughs) Fire. Fire, Father. Fire, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Fire, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for increasing your anointing. I just felt right to say, Father, we thank you for increasing your anointing. Wow. Father, we thank you for increasing your anointing. Father, we thank you for increasing your anointing. Father, we thank you for the increase, Father, of signs and wonders. Father, we thank you for the increase of the miraculous. Father, we thank you for increase, Father, of people falling madly in love with Jesus. We thank you for the increase of the lost flowing into your kingdom. We thank you for an increase, Father, of visions in the night, God, and prophecies in the day. We thank you for an increase, Father, of your unction, Father, and your presence, God. And your presence, God. And your presence, God. Your presence, God. Whoa. I don't know about you, but I didn't come to church to go home dry. Thank you, Father. Whoa. Thank you, Father. Whoa. Thank you, Father. Wow. I think Eddie said it last week or the week before. Jesus is not self-quarantining. He is not social distancing. Come on, just tell him to touch, just tell him, just Jesus, just touch me. Holy Spirit, just tell him, Holy Spirit, touch me. Listen, some of us are touch deprived. Some of us are touch deprived in this season. We've been social distancing and spacing. But listen, Holy Spirit is not social distancing. Just ask him to touch you with increase right now. Whoa, come on, thank you, Jesus. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Ha <laughs> ha. Whoa, that you may be filled to overflowing. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Whoa, come on. Stress and tension is not from heaven. Whoa, come on, more. Thank you, Jesus. Whew, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow, in his presence is fullness of joy. 
His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Whoa, thank you, Father. Whew, thank you, God. Whew, you're calling us to get lost, God. You're calling us to get caught up, God. You're calling us to get lost. You're calling us to get caught up. You're calling us to get lost. You're calling us to get caught up. Whoa. Shoo. Thank you, Father. Well, when it comes to drinking in the goodness of God, whoa, sobriety is not your portion. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you have permission. Wow. Listen, Jesus didn't die on the cross so that he could withhold from you. He didn't pour himself out so that everyone but you could have some. Wow. Freely you've received, freely give. If we want to give, we have to first receive. Thank you, Jesus, for pouring yourself out. Whoa, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for pouring out at home. Whoa, I got a list of even, uh, we have some uh, streaming parties happening, people gathered at homes watching the service. Anna, uh, Anna, uh, I don't know how to say your last name, but Jason Rother's got a group at his home. We just say, Holy Spirit, come and just pour out over Jason's home. Holy Spirit, come and pour out over Anna's home. Just extend your hands toward the camera right now and just release some Holy Spirit. In... Wow. Wow. Oh, Release some Holy Spirit encounters over Lori, Ollie's home. We just release encounters over you right now in Jesus' name. Like literally, Holy Spirit, descend on these homes right now in Jesus' name. Fire from heaven. Just come and rest on them, God, in Jesus' name. In fact, I speak to tinnitus, and I say, jump off right now in Jesus' name. Wow, just yeah, with your hands towards the camera, you just declare that too. Tinnitus, jump off right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. Go in Jesus' name. Jump off. Brian Raffles' house and Alyssa uh, Sandoz' house. We just released the fire and the oil of heaven just pouring over you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Wow. If I mention Holy Spirit's not social distancing, he might just, Jehovah's sneaky, might just get you tonight. He might just sneak up on you and give you a big bear hug. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, find someone else to give the love of God to. Listen, some of you came with, some of you are allowed to touch. Listen, be, be aware, but just find someone else to release the love of heaven on. Thank you, Father. We release the love, the love of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. More, more, more. Thank you, Jesus. Ho! Ho! Thank you, Father. The love, 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 the thick 
warm liquid love of heaven, a thick warm liquid love of heaven. The thick warm liquid love of heaven. The thick come on. Jesus isn't wondering if he wants his leaders, his lovers. His children, his sons and daughters, refreshed. He's not thinking about it. He's not contemplating it. Wow, he's releasing it. Thank you, Father. The thick, warm, liquid love of heaven. The thick, warm, liquid love. Whoa, if you're praying for someone, I just stir to... To pray this, have you pray this prayer over them. If you're praying for someone right now, I just want you to pray this, this strategic prayer with me over them. I just want you, with your hand on you, I just want you to repeat this after me. Are you ready? Just say, Thank you, Father. Yeah. And then ask him to double it. Thank you, Father. Well, in his presence is fullness of joy. Are we in his presence? And if not, we have permission to draw closer. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. In his presence is fullness of joy. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you for your refreshing. Thank you for your oil, your oil, your oil, your oil, your oil, your oil that transforms, your oil that ignites, your oil. Thank you, Father that loves us so well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, you keep praying, you keep drinking, you keep doing whatever, whatever Holy Spirit leads you to do. Keep praying, keep drinking. I'm just gonna <clears throat> I'm just gonna start talking. Because I haven't started yet. <laughs> Do you see what he sees? Listen, we're gonna have some more drinking. Can I can I have the keyboard player ready to go soon? I'm not gonna try and talk too long tonight. We're gonna have some more drinking, some more refreshing. In fact, I just suggest you don't stop drinking or stop being refreshed. <clears throat> but I do have a word for us. So we're going we're gonna to come back in just to another, another wave of this. <clears throat> Uh-oh, here we go. Well, heaven is going to crash in right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus with his whole heart and it comes out through the keys as he plays. You can just feel the anointing. You can Jesus for you. He's saying you should have a deep drink. He's, uh, you know what's fun is you think I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Jesus is really saying have a deep drink. Because it's not our efforts that change things. It's not our ability. It's not our bright ideas. It's not our intellect. It's his presence. Whoa, hey. Whoa, I see actually seasons changing. I see clocks ticking over. I see seasons changing as you actually surrender into this place of taking a deep drink. Whoa, I see your season changing. I see heaviness. I see actually like like barbells breaking off, heavy weight from this, this season breaking off in Jesus' name. Whoa. He breathes on you. In John 20, Jesus gathered the disciples to him and he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the answer, the Holy Spirit is the solution. The Holy Spirit is the remedy. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Let's do this. I'm just going to talk for a little while. If you want to keep playing, you're welcome. And at the end, we'll just go back into some worship and, and the presence. But I do feel like I'm supposed to at least hit this and and the, the question I feel like God is, is stirring in us to ask is, do we see what he sees? Do we see what he sees? Because he sees a revival that is at hand and growing momentum, growing speed, growing velocity. There's a tsunami of his presence building and our job our job is to come in alignment with God how many people know that it's not whoo wow 
Whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, I think that was his favorite line of the night so far. <laughs> it's our job to come in alignment with him. It's not his job to come into alignment with us. Thank you, Jesus. It's our job to come into alignment with God. Amen? And God has a big vision, a vision that already encompasses victory, that already encompasses a beautiful bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. A, a vision that already includes an overcoming church. But God says this in Genesis 6 that, that before the flood came, but after, after sin had entered the world, and God looks at the planet and he sees all the, the corruption and the wickedness in man's heart, and he says, I will not strive with man forever. And then he puts a limit on man's years. But it's amazing that a man named Noah found favor with God because he was righteous, but it says that Noah walked with God. Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden, Genesis 3.8. <clears throat> Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. That Adam, that God said, I'm not going to strive with man which the meaning of that carries, that there's contention, disruption, or disunity in the relationship. There's a striving happening. God says, I'm not going to strive with man forever. But one man wasn't striving against God. One man was walking with God. And his name was Noah. And Noah means peace and rest. Thank you, Jesus. And Noah was walking with God. What's that mean? In harmony, in unity, in step. How many people know that when you walk in unity, in harmony, and in step with God, blessings overflow? Thank you, Jesus. And one of the ways that we come into unity with God is that we allow ourselves to see through his eyes. That we ask God to show us what he sees. Are you seeing what he's seeing? Are we seeing what he's seeing? Do we look at the world and do we see through his eyes? Or do we look at this current season and we start to, we, we start to slip in this place where we see through the eyes of network media and news outlets or even social media? And we start to look through these eyes instead of his eyes. And our perspective and our, and our, and our, our hope, our, our, our belief for an outcome now is no longer in line with his vision and his heart because we're not seeing through his eyes. But coming into alignment with God that carries blessing means that we come into alignment with his vision. How does God see? And what does he see? That it's our job to align ourselves with his will, his word, and his ways. Anybody agree with that? 
Can I get an amen on that? That it's our job to align ourselves with his will, his word, and his ways. Thank you, Jesus. And that when we come into his presence, that, that when we come into his presence, into the reality of his being, that, we, that our perspective begins to elevate to match his. We begin to see through his eyes. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 55. I meant to tell you earlier, but there you have it. And everyone knows exactly where that is, so we'll be there quickly, I'm sure. It's in the middle. Thank you, Jesus. When, when, we, when we come into step, when we come in rhythm, and I just love that word, rhythm. When we come into symphony, when we come into harmony with God, when we're in step, like Adam was in step before sin, when, well, like Enoch was in step, like, like Noah was in step, blessing can't help but overflow because God is blessing. Uh, that blessing isn't something that God does, it's something that he is. So we're trying to do things for God and asking him to bless it instead of finding out what God is doing and connecting ourselves to it. And it's already blessed because blessing overflows from his presence. Thank you, Jesus. In uh, Isaiah 55, I'm going to read several uh, verses here, starting in verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirsts. Anyone thirsty? Anyone been drinking in here tonight? <laughs> Just in case you were a little worried, it's biblical. Here it is, right here. Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Come on. That's what we've been doing tonight. Hey, that's what we're going to keep doing tonight. That's what I'm going to keep doing tonight. I invite you to come along for the journey. Come on, Richie's going to come with me. Come on, thank you, Jesus. There's no last call at this bar. It just keeps on flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. Come on, let's read the word together. Somebody say, ho! ho. All right, you just read the word. There you go. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine. Oh. Whoa, 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 and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Whoo, that could preach all by itself. And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul, <laughs> and let your soul delight itself in abundance. <laughs> Incline your ear and come to me here, and your soul shall live, and you will make an everlast and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. I'm just gonna keep reading. <laughs> Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations whom do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord, not because of your ability, not because of your ingenuity, 
not because of our intelligence, because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon Here it is, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And it keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> for as the heavens are higher, that's all right, I received that upgrade. <laughs> the two are one. One is just better looking than the other, so I accept that upgrade. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are the ways. So are my ways higher than your ways. Thank you, Jesus. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, thank you, Jesus. I believe that there is an anointing for elevation. In this season, at this moment, in this place, in this hour, In this city, at this time, there's an anointing for elevation, for elevated perspective, elevated thoughts, elevated vision, elevated insight, because his ways are higher than our ways, just as the heavens is higher than the earth. But guess what? He's not saying, too bad you're down there and I'm up here. No, he's saying, hey, come up here. And fellowship with me. Come up here and be with me. Come up here and abide with me. Come up and sit on my lap while I tell you things that only those who abide in intimacy will know why I tell you how the story unfolds. Come and see from my perspective and from my eyes. Whoa, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, his ways are higher than ours, but he's inviting us to come up. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. We need to be yielded. It's not his job to align himself with us. Can we just get over that as the body? Can we just get over that as the church? Can we get undone? Can we just move past that place? It's our job to align ourselves with him. Not just his rules, not just his regulations, but with his ways and with his heart and with his presence. Well, that's where the anointing flows. Thank you, Jesus. And I know there's some people in the room who want an upgrade in the anointing. Because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not the anointing that says, look at me. It's the anointing that says, look at him. Because he is mighty, and he is here, and he is here to set you free. 
Thank you, Jesus. But we need to be yielded. And I had a picture, I had a picture as I was preparing this of, of a parachute. And uh, I've, I've been skydiving a number of times, four times, and it's awesome. It's super fun. And it's super scary the first time you do it when you step out of the plane. <laughs> I'm being a tandem like I had an instructor. But if you go out the first time, you're like, I'm going to die. But guess what? You don't die. And I had people tell me over and over again, it, when you do it, it's like you are void of all sensation. You actually don't feel like you're falling. But you don't actually believe it. Like you, you can only process that at, at such a level by information. I'm, I'm going to fall through the sky, and I'm attached to nothing, and I'm not going to feel like I'm falling. Sure, I got it right here. Got it. Intellectually, got it. Tucked away. No problem. I'm there. Guess what? It doesn't work. You're still scared to death. The first time you step out or they push you out, whatever comes first of the plane, you're like, I'm going to die. Wow. This is, I don't feel like I'm falling. It's the most bizarre experience, but they expl the way they explain it is that the sense of, uh, the visual um, uh, sense of motion, like when you're driving fast on the freeway, everything is passing you, that has so much to do with your sense of movement and falling. And when you're high enough, nothing is moving. You're falling, but you're up high enough that the ground isn't rushing towards you. You feel like you're standing still. And your clothes are, are uh, flapping in the wind, but that's it. And you're just like looking around like, this is incredible. You feel like you're being suspended by a swing. And then an uh, amazing thing happens, and, and the, the chute goes out, and this floppy thing made of material and cord that's, that is so small it's stuffed in a backpack and this parachute that literally like has no strength in itself is made of material and cord and it can't lift anything. It can't prop anything up. It can't move anything. It's just floppy in a backpack. But all of a sudden when that thing yields to a greater force than itself, it, not because of its strength, because of its yieldedness. It... And it catches the wind, and all of a sudden, a big enough parachute can suspend a tank and float it to the ground. That same thing that can't lift anything, can't move anything, can't support anything, can't prop anything, all of a sudden, when it surrenders to a greater strength than itself, it becomes a mighty force. We're called to be yielded to the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. And I believe that God is asking, I believe that God is inviting us to come up even higher. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? I feel like he's saying. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Not just are you seeing what the church has been seeing for the last 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, but are you seeing what I'm seeing? Not are you seeing what culture is telling you. Not are you seeing what the news is telling you. Not are you seeing what social media is telling you. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? 
Because how many people know that God is really good at, de- at redefining our perspective? That what we see and what we expect, God has a way of blowing up our boxes. Anyone notice that? Just me, I'm all alone. Like, God is good at blowing up our boxes. Can I get an amen to that? Listen, like all, like every, all through the Bible, when people have encounters with God, he just tends to blow up our boxes. How many people know that Moses met with God on Mount Sinai? How many people know that before Moses went up on the mountain, he didn't have any idea what was about to happen? Listen, like none, like, like, uh, like, oh, I think it's going to be crazy, wild, amazing. I mean, it's God, but listen, he had no idea what was going to happen. God did not conform to Moses' box. Are you happy about that? God just said, Moses, let me blow your mind. And Moses said, okay, here I come, because guess what? Not everybody went up the mountain. Everyone else was afraid. They said, oh, God's going to kill us. You talk to him and tell us what he said. They wouldn't let God blow their mind. But Moses said, God, here I come. Smoke and fire and earthquake and I'm coming. Let me read this. And Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain. And the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Wow. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Then when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. How many people know that Moses wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I thought it was going to happen? <laughs> Listen, and then Moses t- took another trip up the mountain. The, 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 the Ten Commandments, the tablets got broken, and he had to go back up again. And this time he comes down, and his face was shining with the radiance and the glory of God. How many people know that Moses didn't have a plan for that? That didn't fit into Moses' plan. He didn't script that. He wasn't like, I'm going to do this first, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go up on the mountain, and then I'm going to come back, and my face is going to be shining with glory. What, What happened? God blew his mind again. And he blew everyone else's mind when Moses came back down, and his face was shining with the radiance of God. Listen, if we're going to go where God wants to take us, we have to be willing to let God blow our mind. What about when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain with him, the Mount of Transfiguration? I've talked about this a lot before, but I, I, if I was Peter or any of those guys, I would totally be wondering, what is Jesus doing when he goes off by himself to pray? What does that look like? I would be so intrigued, so curious, so like, just 
passionate to find out. And this one time, Jesus lets three guys in on it. He says, Peter, James, John, come with me. And they go up the mountain. But guess what? When they went up the mountain, they didn't expect what they were about to encounter. Is this sinking in? Like, they didn't, they didn't have that scripted. They didn't walk on the mountain going, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen. This is going to be just like last time. No, there was no last time. <laughs> what do we expect when we come into church? Oh, yeah, I know. It's going to be just like last time. They get up there, and Jesus is transfigured before them. His clothes became white like no launder could whiten them. And Moses and Elijah appear, and the voice of the Father speaks to them, and they all hit their faces to the ground. And guess what? What's God doing? Blowing their minds. Thank you, Jesus. What about when Jesus told them they will destroy this temple, and in three days I will rebuild it? They're like, oh, yeah, I got that figured out. I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. I run a Bible study. If you need to know, just come ask me, and I'll tell you all about it because I got this all figured out. Now, how, how many people know nobody knew what he was saying until he revealed himself later, and they all understood? What did he do? <laughs> Blew their minds. Thank you, Jesus. When, when Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, how many people know? They're like excited. Like, oh, the promise of the Father, this is going to be awesome. What's it going to look like? I don't know. How many people know that they didn't, they, probably nobody said, you, well, you know what's going to happen is there's going to be a mighty rushing wind that just blows into the room. The 10th day, probably about the 10th day, I would guess, when we're all together, a wind will come in, and then, then flames like, like cloven tongues of fire will rest on your head, and you'll probably start speaking another language, and you another language, and you another language, and everyone's going to understand, and then like 3,000 people are going to get baptized. That's what's going to happen. No, how many people know that nobody knew what he was talking about? They knew it was going to be good. The promise of the Father, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, was going to look like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm ready to have my mind blown. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. What about John on the island of Patmos? He's in the spirit on the Lord's day. Anybody been in the spirit on the Lord's day? <laughs> but what if being in the spirit on the Lord's day isn't the high water mark? What if that's the welcome mat? Because then the Lord said, come up here. And guess what? How many people know that when he got up there, he wasn't expecting to see what he saw? He knew it was going to be good, but he didn't have a road map. He didn't have a blueprint, and he didn't have a game plan. Guess what? When he saw eyes like fire and hair white as wool, 
an emerald rainbow and thunders and lightnings and a sea of glass and 24 elders and beings with wings and eyes all over. Guess what? His mind was... Whoa. But do we have ears to hear when he says, come up here? Do we have ears to hear, and do we have a yes in our heart? Are we giving God permission to blow our minds? And I want to ask you, and we're going to, someone can come back up on the keys pretty soon. Told you I wasn't going to try and take long for this. Are are we seeing what he's seeing? I want to ask you, who who is defining our perspective? Who is defining our perspective? Because I tell you what's supposed to define our perspective is the Scripture, the Word, and the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit. His Word and the Holy Spirit are supposed to define our perspective. Not, cu- not culture, not news, not media, not even history. Whoa. The word in the scripture. But you know about the scripture? The scripture creates parameters. Creates parameters that his spirit moves in. Do you know that it says in the Bible that all the miracles Jesus did were written down all the books of the earth couldn't contain it? Do you know it said that? Do you know what's crazy about that? That means that Jesus did more than what is written in the Bible. <laughs> I think I should say that again. <laughs> Jesus did more than what is written in the Bible. But listen, the Bible creates, creates parameters. Because all the other miracles that aren't recorded, guess what? They were done in the sta- same heart. And they were done in the same purpose, for the same purpose. Under the same unction to glorify the same Father for the same reasons. They totally fit Scripture. They just weren't all recorded in Scripture. Is anybody still alive? Are you with me? The Holy Spirit. And I have more, but I can feel Holy Spirit wanting to land real strong right now and more than that but the Holy Spirit is meant to define our perspective John 14 26 but when the helper the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name he will teach you all things come on somebody say all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you this is Jesus speaking the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance everything that Jesus had said. 15, John 15, verse 26, But when the Helper comes, who I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, Jesus says. All truth, remembrance of everything that Jesus said, testifying of Jesus, John 16, 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like God is challenging us with this. Are we letting the word and his spirit, what's up, buddy? You got a word for us? You got a word for us? Yes. What's the word? Yeah, well, that's, that's passionate, at least. <laughs> are we letting, are we letting, <laughs> hey, <clears throat> are we letting the Word and the Spirit define our perspective, or are we letting culture, listen, even are we letting church culture, and what do I mean by that? I mean subconsciously when I walk in the room I expect it to be like it's been like for the last 20 years I've been coming to church or the last 10 years or the last 5 years when I go open my Bible I expect it to be like it's been in the past when I go when I go to a, a, a life group when I, whenever, what am I letting to defy my perspective because Moses didn't know what was about to happen John, the Apostle John, didn't know what was about to happen. Can we just, can we be like a parachute tonight? Can we be like a parachute tonight? And can we just choose all over again just to be yielded to the Holy Spirit, to be yielded to His ways? So he can blow our minds all over again. If you want to be yielded all over again. So he can blow your mind all over again. I just want you to stand to your feet tonight. It doesn't need to be everyone. I just, God's speaking to some people in particular. He's speaking to me. I'm speaking to you what he's speaking to me. I'm speaking to you what he's speaking to me. Can we get some support team up here maybe for men? And I know the kids are out already, but it doesn't matter. You're released to go when you need to go, but we're just going to let Jesus blow our mind. Whoa. I just want to worship Jesus. I just want to worship Jesus. I just want to worship Jesus. Listen. If you want to tell them all over again, Jesus, I want to be like the parachute. I want to surrender. I don't want to let news, media, even social media, I don't even want my my history in church to define my perspective. Because Moses didn't know what was going to happen when he went up on the mountain. Guess what? God had a better plan than Moses' perspective. How many people believe that's true? I'm going to say that again. God had a better plan than Moses' perspective. Guess what? When God said, come up here to the apostle John, John didn't know what was about to happen. God had a better plan than John's perspective. Let me ask you this. Who's defining your perspective when you step into church? 
when we come back to worship again next week, is it Moses telling God he needs to fit in this box? Or is it Moses telling God, I don't know what's about to happen, but you have permission to blow my mind? Whoa. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Just be the parachute tonight. If you need to, if you need to tell God, I surrender all over again. I know the kids are here, but you can come to the front. The team's just going to worship. You can come to the front. I want you to just do something. If it's lift your hands, if it's get on your knees, if it's come to the front, but if you need to be yielded like the parachute that catches, that yields to the authority, to the strength, to the might of something greater than itself, just tell them. Listen, I feel like this is, listen, you're in this room because you're a leader. Your surrender is not just going to impact you and not just your household, but it's going to impact all those that you're leading. Come on, let's all together, let's tell Jesus he has permission to blow our mind tonight. Just put your hand on your heart. Just put your hand, and, I, and I don't mean, God, you have permission to blow my mind tonight. We're saying, God, I'm saying yes again. Eternally and forever. And for the rest of this season and beyond, you have permission to blow my mind. Like, don't do it the way I expect. Do it the way you expect, God. And train me to see the way that you see. Yeah, with your hand on your heart, just tell him. Just say, Jesus. Yeah, come on, everyone, with your hand on your heart, say, Jesus, I give you permission to blow my mind. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.